All right, everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about believing that you can lose the weight. If you want to lose weight, the first thing I think you gotta check out is whether you even believe it's possible or not. If you don't believe you can lose weight, which you probably don't, and for good reason that we'll cover in a second, if you don't believe you can lose weight, your chances of success go way down. So the first thing we do is deal with this, okay? So if you don't believe you can lose weight deep down, it's probably because you have tried lots of times to lose weight and it hasn't worked. Okay, <laughs> pretty obvious, right? Um, but how do we deal with that, right? The secret is that you need to approach this in a different way. So the reason that you probably don't believe you can lose weight is because the main way you're trying to lose weight is by dieting. You are probably trying to start some diet, whether it be keto, intermittent fasting, Weight Watchers, whatever it may be, some combination of them all. And you have done this numerous times and you have been able at best to lose some of the weight, maybe even get down to your goal weight a couple times, but you always put the weight back on. And the big reason this happens is because your focus is in the wrong spot. So instead of focusing on losing the weight, what you want to start doing is focusing on living at your goal weight. And this distinction is completely everything <laughs> because you don't just want to lose the weight. You've done that. This is why you don't believe you can lose weight and stay at your goal weight because you've lost weight and then put it back on. And so now your subconscious mind says, what's the point? Okay. And so when we make a new goal for yourself of, I want to live at my goal weight, it instantly changes everything instantly. And this is how you start to walk, start walking a new path for yourself where it's not just about losing weight again. <clears throat> it's not just about starting a diet again. It's about, let me master this area of my life once and for all. And so it's literally, it's a different path. And when you do something new and different, you don't have the experience of saying, well, I can't do this because you've never tried this. You've never tried to master your weight. What you have done is you've tried to lose weight consistently. And again, that is what has caused you probably to struggle. And so if you don't believe you can lose weight, I think specifically what you mean is that I don't believe I can keep it off. And the irony here is that you've never really focused on keeping it off. You have put all of your energy into just losing the weight and then assuming that you'll somehow just figure it out once you do that. But that doesn't happen. And now you know that. <laughs> you've experienced it. But it's not at the end of the road, okay? Dieting is not the only way to approach your weight. And so if you make that shift from focusing on weight loss to living at your goal weight, everything starts to change because then you quickly realize, I don't want to follow a keto plan for the rest of my life. I don't want to do Weight Watchers forever. I don't want to count points and track calories forever. And that's a good thing because now you start to ask yourself, what do I want to do? What am I willing to do to live at my goal weight? And now what happens again, you're walking that different path where you start to develop different strategies. And now the strategies are built for the long term. They're built for you to live at your goal weight. And again, it's a completely different goal, a completely different process. So if you're struggling with believing that you can lose the weight and keep it off, I would suggest that you shift your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight. And they're completely different. If you have any concerns or questions about why they're different, please email me because I will explain it to you. They're two completely different goals. And as you start to really get clear on the goal you truly want, which is to live at your goal weight, Again, you are going to develop and become aware of different strategies. So I hope this helps you out because once you do this, you're going to find that you do believe you can do it. And once you believe you can do it, that makes all the difference in the world when it comes to your results. So I wish you the best with this. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, any weight loss questions are...
fine. It <laughs> doesn't just have to be about what we talked about here today. Um, Sabita, Sabita Pell, can you invite me on your live? Um, that has not worked out well for me when I've done it. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> um, cause, uh, I don't know. I've done that a number of times where I've had people that I talked to on the lives and it just always ends up being an underwhelming experience is my experience with that. So I'm going to spare everyone that. <laughs> What's up, Azra? Jim, I bought a box of Atkins bars and thought I could eat just one. I ended up eating the whole box and immediately thought of you. <laughs> What's up, Taffy? Thank you for the heart. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atkins, Atkins bars. Oh, God. <sighs> just so we know, let's go. In. Mandy, is that Mandy I see? I was just thinking about you the other day. Hope things are going well, Mandy. Um, a box of Atkins bars. So let's start with what, what I say every day. You may know where I'm about going with this. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions Pretzels and Cinnabon Pretzels. Or Cinnabon. And so, yeah, Atkins Food Products... <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, boy. Atkins, Keto, Paleo. Oh, it just, I could talk for days about this. <sighs> I feel, this is why I do this free every day. I do live calls free every day because I feel my heart aches for people that want to lose weight and are trying so hard and they're just so misled, you know, with all the bullshit when it comes to weight loss. And Atkins is at the top of the list. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, an Atkins bar. They're addictive, you know, they're, they're, they're candy bars, you know, at the end of the day. And, uh, I I'm joking. They're not candy bars, but they're, they might as well be. Um, but you learn something as that you can't just eat one. And so as long as we learn something, it's all right. Okay. Uh, Erica said, told friend I've lost six pounds. First question was what plan Arg, No plan. Just fixing my mindset. Yeah, Erica, I get it. That is, uh, that is the challenge people have in my program, you know, cause they're successful. So what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like, well, um, you know, it's not, it's not easy to say because think about it. Every diet that you know of is always built around the one thing. Diet is marketing. Okay. Diets are marketing. All of them, not all of them, but, but pretty much all of them, all the ones, you know, they're just marketing bullshit. Weight Watchers included. It's a team of marketers that come up with counting your points. You know, it's all marketing. And so what they do is they always market around the concept. It's called the one thing concept. Every diet is built around one simple thing. Keto, just stop eating carbs. Uh, intermittent fasting, just stop eating for 16 hours. Weight Watchers, just count your points. You know, it's always the one thing because they know you're overwhelmed and exhausted. And so, you know, they got to convince you it's really easy to lose weight. You just have to do one thing. And the truth is that, that weight mastery is not just one thing. You know, you need a comprehensive approach to really master your weight. And so it's frustrating in that sense because... Yeah, people in the program, they start losing weight. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like they want to hear one thing, right? They want to hear one thing. Oh, I started eating grapefruits. I started eating Mediterranean food. Uh, stopped eating carbs. You know, it's just one thing. And if it goes into anything beyond one thing, they just their eyes glaze over. Oh, oh, spare me. Oh, whatever, <laughs> you know? And uh, it's just, you know. But this is what I'm saying, you know? Like, this is the dieting mindset you've been infected with is this way where you know oh thanks marcy um where you have been conditioned to just think about weight loss so simplistically so superficially so ineffectively you know and there's just more to it and 
the downside of that is that it's hard to explain to people what we're doing here, but I'm glad for you, Eric. I'm glad you got to experience that and uh, good job with the six pounds. All right. Nice job. Um, Atkins is not for weight loss. They want to keep you stuck. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Atkins, I think, you know, as you find with most keto, uh, paleo Atkins related people, they lose weight for sure, but they end up being overweight ultimately, including the good doctor himself <laughs> who, you know, was, it, it, you know, they keep his medical records. They're trying to keep him as hidden as possible, but you know, it, it's, it's estimated in rumor that he was 50, 60 pounds overweight, you know? And, and so, you know, I don't need to go too much into that. Cause we, we don't, I don't like any diets. You know, I think the diet mindset is a flawed mindset. And, uh, I always, challenge anyone that everyone wants to debate that let's do it but uh, i would suggest that it's very difficult to live at your goal weight and be a dieter right they're, they're kind of mutually exclusive concepts you know and atkins uh, a whole bunch of them as i said i haven't binged in months yeah right so again it is i'm not just just going to single out atkins atkins is extra easy to single out because it's supposed to be for weight loss you know and all that but um i i what i'm really want you to focus on is really processed foods you know, um, and again, everything's relative. We have to look at things in an, on a relative scale when it comes to choosing foods to live, you know, at your goal weight and to master your health. Um, but it's, uh, oh, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, when it comes to packaged food, it's, it's always going to be harder to master your weight and your health eating more pro processed foods than natural foods, okay? But we got to look at things in a spectrum. So if you're eating like a highly processed diet, if you start eating healthier processed foods, that's a step in the right direction. You know, this is what I'm saying. The diet mindset's very binary, all or nothing, you know? Um, and so we don't want to be that way because that's not life. And so again, there we want to make healthier choices. But I think sometimes where we get tricked is we think, things are healthy that are not healthy. And Atkins would fall into that category. Anything that's truly processed is not is not the peak of health. We understand that, right? Um, pretty much across the board. And even if it's got whole natural ingredients in it, if it's processed, it's not gonna be as healthy as natural whole foods. So, um, but yeah, I get it, Ezra. Those things are meant to be binged. Um, Ralph says how to do that. If you're talking about how to think like a thin person, uh, you know, or how to lose weight long-term, how to master your weight, it, it's always a mindset game, right? Your weight is really always a mindset solution. There's no other solution ultimately, right? Um, Jamie says, I've come to realize I prefer packaged foods is what I crave because that's what I grew up eating in the 80s and 90s. I've cut way back on the sweets, but once per month I give in. I think I do this because I don't have a negative result of the behavior, but how else can I tell myself to stop the random binging? Um, well, here's the thing. Oh, I see what's happening there. Uh, Yeah, so that uh, that's a great, great point, Jamie. So the first thing is great job with the awareness, you know? So I was just reading this. Um, oh man, what do they call it? Oh, I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, I'll save that for tomorrow. Anyways, the so much of what we like is because of what we ate growing up and we kind of link it to all these positive emotions. Um, but what I would say to you, Jamie, what I'm hearing is incongruency. Um, how can I tell myself to stop the random binging? Um, do you want to stop the random binging? Because as you said, you know, like it sounds like you're having fun once a month and um, you don't have any negative results of the behavior. So why would you want to stop it? That would be my question to you. Um, Tabby, how's it going? <laughs> Mandy, I see you here. I know, I, I haven't seen you in a while. I hope you get one of these calls. It feels like a lifetime. I know, it's been a little while, right? 
Um, Michelle, I told you I'm going to be your biggest success story ever. Three stones down and counting. Look at that. Look at that, everyone. Mandy's in the program. She's killing it. And, uh, you know, what, what I love about what I don't see about this, and, and this is what I want to point out. Um, what's unique to program yourself then in the approach that I help people with is that we're able to absorb the challenges of life and of weight loss because your weight loss is not going to be a straight line of success down to your goal weight. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Um, it will be, you know, again, unless, unless you have like four pounds to lose, you know what I mean? And then you can really hit it hard for a couple of weeks and lose it. But um, if you have any, if you have more than 20 pounds to lose, it's going to take you long enough to lose that, that you're going to have ups and downs with your reading. And it's not a problem. I was doing a coaching call yesterday and it was, it was a great coaching call because everyone in the program had had challenges that week. And I was like, I live to watch you guys fail <laughs> once and then get back on track because a dieter, it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? It's, it's all or nothing mindset. And as soon as you have one challenge, you're completely blown off the course. So I think one of the hallmarks of people in my program is that they can, they can absorb the downs. They can absorb the mistakes and be right back on track. And Mandy's a great example of that because um, she's had ups and downs with it. That's normal. Um, I'll tell you, I'll show you, and I, there's no shape for this, but I think about this a lot. And this applies in all areas of life that you want to get better at something. We tend to think of like getting better at something as like this straight line of improvement. We start and then we just keep getting better and better and better at it. But really what happens is life is relative. Our nervous system is relative. We don't just stay feeling great, feeling amazing. I'm feeling better. I feel better than yesterday. I feel better than that. I feel better. That doesn't, that's not how we feel. That's not how life works. What happens is you feel good. Then you feel kind of shitty. Then you feel good. Then you feel kind of shitty. Then you feel good. Then you feel kind of, and it's like, but what you want is you want it happening on a trend line. You are always going to feel good and shitty forever. There's no avoiding that because life's a relative thing. You can't stay in this constant state of bliss. So your, your experience that your day-to-day -day reality is kind of like, and again, it doesn't have to be, you can have a great day. You can have a great couple days in a row. But again, I'm, I'm applying this to days, weeks, months. You're going to have good and bad times. Even when you're doing better, you're, you're losing weight, right? You're losing uh, two pounds a week, every week. You're still going to have good and bad times within that weight loss. It maybe not with your food, maybe your eating's on point for a month or two, but the way you feel your moods, your, you know, life and all the rest of it, it's up and down. You know, and this is really important to understand because if you think, oh, I'm going to start my weight loss and everything's going to become amazing. Well, it is, but not in the way you think because it's becoming amazing. But even while it's amazing, there's still downtimes, you know? And so again, I get into that because Mandy's had ups and downs with the whole thing. And so the fact she's still in the game, that's, that's the most important part of your weight loss that you're probably missing is that you're not staying in the game. You're doing everything perfect for a couple days or weeks, and then you're completely going off track back to doing nothing. Again, you're all or nothing, all for a couple days or weeks, nothing for a couple months. And so we need to get out of that mindset and start to be consistently in the game. Again, to be all or something. So great job, Mandy. That, that's a quite an accomplishment. I have the book, Using Your Brain. Can't wait to read it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great book. Using Your Brain for a Change. Richard Bandler, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, <laughs> they come out with this book. Not yet, not yet. Um, but I'm working on it. Diabetics fasting. Ralph, I don't know what you're asking. You're just kind of asking some words. But if, if you have a question, I'm, I'm happy to answer it. Um, how about this Shark Tank ketogenic gummies? <laughs> I haven't even seen that. But I mean, it's just, you know, I think the most egregious marketing just really proves the point because we can't really see it. We're just... We've accepted the, the, the food marketing in our lives, but I think some of the most egregious marketing is for diabetics. 
I would say if you go next time you're at the supermarket, go look at the magazines they have for diabetics, like diabetic cookbooks. And it's always like on the cover, it's like, it's like cakes and baked goods and sweets and sugary things. And, uh, it's just like, man, it's a, it's a tough world. Like, like it's just, it is, we don't live in a neutral setting. I learned this as a hypnotist, you know, I would hypnotize people. They would leave feeling one way and come back feeling another way. And it made me realize we don't live in a vacuum. We're constantly being hypnotized and conditioned to overeat, to crave unhealthy foods, to think all wobbly woobly with our weight loss. You know, you're very much conditioned to think a certain way. So it's a war in that sense, you know, that, that there's so much, there's so much corporate interest and money being made off of you being unhealthy, unhappy and overweight that it's, it's an extra challenge. That's why the mindset piece is the biggest one. You know, you're all sitting there, you know what to do to lose weight to some degree. You know what you shouldn't, shouldn't need. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And this is because you don't know how to think like a thin, healthy person, you know? Um, and on top of that, you have been conditioned your entire life to think like a dieter. And the diets are not trying to help you lose weight. They want you to restrict your eating tremendously for a little while because that causes you to overeat ultimately. It's called the counter-regulatory effect. All the diet companies know about this. The diet companies are owned by the big food companies, right? If you didn't know, Weight Watchers was owned by, was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. As I just talked about, Atkins Food Products is the same company that owns Annie Ann's Pretzels and Cinnabon. Slim Fast, the same company that owns uh, Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. So do you really think that if any of those diets or products worked to help you actually lose weight, that they would actually be promoting them? Do you really think that these companies, that all they care about is the bottom line, would be promoting diets that would cause you to affect negatively their bottom line? Does that make any sense? Or does it make more sense that severely restricting your calories on day one is going to cause you to ultimately bounce back and consume more calories in the big picture? Doesn't that make more sense? Right. And once things start to make sense, things get interesting because your big challenge right now is that you're a smart person and you can't figure out why you can't lose weight. You're obsessed with that question and I already know it. You're obsessed with the idea, why can't I lose weight? What is wrong with me? I know that's the question you ask a million times a day and you can't come up with an answer. You can't figure it out because you're successful with your profession. You're successful per personally. You're a smart person. But when it comes to the weight, you can't figure it out. And there's a big reason why. You've been conditioned to think like a dieter and dieters don't lose weight for long. Um, what's up, Sunrise? Mandy, program yourself thin is all you'll ever need. It is truly the easiest and works wonders. Thank you, Mandy. I appreciate you saying that. Marcy, how's it going? Um, Ralph says, how? It, it helps you because it changes your mindset. Um, what I will say though, Ralph, I, I, I see some questions you're asking. You want to know how. What I would suggest is to go to, go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session. Okay, once you get the hypnosis session, it's a 10 minute, it's all free. Okay, you listen to the session, I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. Okay, it's about a half hour, and that'll explain everything that you want to know. Um, doing program yourself thin. Fonzie down 70, just ate Bangladeshi food. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Good job. Down 70 is wonderful, and Bangladeshi food's wonderful too. So that's a, that's a double win for Fonzie. Uh, Marcy says, I've gone to bed with an empty stomach for two weeks and sleeping like a baby. Yeah, that's great, Marcy. I sleep well that way too. Um, now, some people don't, you know, so some people, you know, they got, they got issues going to bed with an empty stomach. That's fine too. Okay. But if you've never really tried a, uh, if you've never really tried, uh, uh, going to bed with an empty stomach, you may find that you sleep a lot better. That's what I found. It was wonderful. 
you know. Um, I did a liquid diet for months and found out later the shake company was Nestle. What interest do they have in me losing weight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean, you know, come on. What, what do we think? I mean, corporations exist to make profit. So why would they invest in a diet that seems to have the opposite? I, I always joke, like, you know, hey, listen, the day that Nestle or Heinz buys Program Yourself Thin and blasts it out to the world, I'll eat my words. Because the second they did that, their, their stock would inst- their, their, their sales would instantly go down. Because people in my program almost instantly want to eat less of that shit. So you, you'll, you'll never see that. And this just goes, oh man, the, the diet the diet mindset is so insidious because it seems like they want to help you lose weight. But now you think you think in crazy ways about weight loss. That's what's stopping you from losing weight. You know? um, yeah, Mandy, I need to join the calls. I know, Mandy, get on the calls. And, and then if you ever have any questions too, you can just email those in and I talk about them. Um, Chrissy90, thoughts on intermittent fasting for weight loss? Um, yeah, intermittent fasting is the number one, I believe, diet right now. That and keto kind of go back and forth as the most popular diets. And, um, you know, here's, I, I, I'm going to give you a nuanced answer because it's not black and white. You know, is intermittent fasting for weight loss good or bad? Well, it's good and bad, okay? It's good because it shortens your eating window, which theoretically will cause you to consume less calories. Um, it's good because it allows your body to rest and it helps balance hormones out, hunger hormones, um, helps balance, you know, just the way your body operates. It's good for it that way. It's bad because a lot of people just jump right into it and you go from eating 16 hours a day to eating eight hours a day and it's overwhelming and stressful and you can't stick with it. Um, it's bad because you try and not eat until noon and you get so hungry that when you finally do eat, you're binging and eating all the wrong shit. You know, so, so again, oh, Lorena and I, I gotta, I'm going to fix your thing. I, I saw that email. I'm going to fix that today. Um, so, you know, the intermittent fasting thing is good and bad. Uh, again, where it falls into the diet category is it's just, oh, just do this, just intermittent fast and everything's going to be great. It's not, you know, the, the problem, intermittent fasting and I intermittent fast, by the way, I, I guess if you can call it that, you know, again, as most diets become like, you got to do it exactly this way. You don't have to fast for you don't have to fast for 16 hours. There's no magical thing at 16 hours versus 14, 13 hours. I don't care what Dr. Funk says. And I, I think he's a great guy. He's smart. But again, when, once people start selling a method, they have a lot of interest to say, this is the only way to do it. You know? So yeah, I, I, I frame mine. I call what I do nighttime fasting. I stop eating six, seven at night and I eat the next day, seven, eight o'clock. Okay. And that works really well for me, but I built up to it because I started expanding the window between when I went to bed and when I stopped eating. And so originally it was like, I'd eat right up until bed basically. And then I made that window wider and wider and wider, you know, until now I'm at where I am at. And I think they've been fasting again, as a dieter, you jump into it because you want to get instant results. And so now you're going to jump into not eating for 12 hours. And it's like, maybe your schedule supports that. Maybe it doesn't. I was just hearing about a lady today um, she wants to do it, but now she her work schedule just changed. And now it doesn't go with that. And so, again, the big problem with diets is this, that they're extremely rigid. And so intermittent fasting is very rigid with the schedule. And so there's not a lot of flexibility. And so it's very difficult to maintain it over life's ups and downs. So, again, will you lose weight quickly? Potentially, maybe, because I see a lot of people. Now, I'm biased because I get all the people that didn't work for and it doesn't work for them because when they get to the eight hour eating window, they're so hungry, they're overeating. And so I more often than not help intermittent fasters to eat breakfast 
<laughs> because if you're so strong-willed that you cannot eat breakfast and you've been doing that for a while, super, because now what we can do instead is we can optimize breakfast. If you weren't eating it anyways, let's take that breakfast to make it as nourishing as possible because now you don't give a shit about the flavor really. So now we can just optimize breakfast to be as healthy as possible and then see what happens. See, I don't know, intermittent fasting, again, it, it depends on the person, depends on your metabolism, depends on you. So if you're a person who gets hungry, like I wouldn't do well with intermittent fasting up till t- noon. I've tried it. I don't like it. I don't feel good. So again, my, my key message to you all is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. If you do intermittent fasting and it's amazing for you, great. If you've done intermittent fasting and you hate it, don't do it. There's a million ways to lose weight. You don't need intermittent fast to, to lose weight. Okay. But if it works for you and you like it, great. What's up, Don? How's it going? Um, whoops. Uh, Deanna says, all the people losing weight on Ozempic, et cetera, if they don't also change their mindset, won't they also regain the weight? What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, my thoughts on those are exactly what you just said. I mean, they, it's put out there now as a temporary solution, right? It, it'll stop the food noise as long as you're taking it. And so, you know, it's funny. I had, we were doing a coaching call last night and someone got on there and they were saying, it's amazing. One of the most amazing things I'm experiencing is I'm not obsessed with the food. I can say no to it and then I just kind of move on. And you know what we call this, folks? We call it handling the food noise. It was this person on Ozempic or another semaglutide? No, no. I've been dealing with food noise for 30 years. You know what causes food noise is what you're saying to yourself all day, how you think about food. And you, you wonder why you're thinking, well, you wonder why you've got food noise run amok? Do you think it might have anything to do with the thousands of commercials you see every single day for food? Do you think it might have anything to do with the thousands of environmental triggers that are triggering you to think about these hyper palatable addictive foods? So yeah, I mean, I'm not, for, for some people, and again, it's a some people thing with Ozempic. For some people, it helps them cut the food noise down and then it makes it easier not to eat so much, okay? But then they gotta be on this medicine forever. And we know it's expensive now. It'll become cheaper. But what we don't know is what the long-term effects are. And the other thing is that the people that I end up working with um, are usually overthinkers, perfectionists, driven, ambitious, usually successful professionally um, or personally with, with the path they've chosen in life, they're successful. And the idea of taking a medicine to deal with this doesn't sit well with them. They wanna master this area of their lives and do it to really do it. And so again, Ozempic, it, it may quiet down the food noise while you're taking it, um, but there are other ways to quiet the food noise that are much more real, where you understand how you're doing it. And then there's a lot of other benefits to that too. So if you just cut down food noise, that doesn't help you get better sleep, um, hydrate yourself better, relax more, breathe more, uh, move more, nourish your body more, meditate more, gratitude, feel more gratitude. So again, in Program Yourself, then we go through the lifestyle factors and then we come up with eating structures that allow you to structure your eating in a way that works for you. And then most importantly, we go through the mindset piece. And so I, I've worked with, there's people in the program sometimes that are on Ozempic because they're doing, they're using that as kind of a crutch while they f- figure out how to master their mindset. I get that, that's fine. Um, but ultimately it's the mindset piece, you know, because, you know, hey, listen, because here we go. The most extreme example that weight loss is all about mindset is people that get um, the surgery, whether it be bas- bariatric or, or lap bands. Um, a lot of those people put the weight back on 
So, so how is this possible? You know? So what it says is that if you don't resolve the core issues that created the problem in the first place, you're not really solving it. You know, it, it's widely known. I've heard a doctor explain it this way. Um, and he was, he's a nutrition weight loss doctor on top of it, but he goes, the Ozempic's not a solution. It is a, it's kind of like, he goes, imagine you're in quicksand sinking and Ozempic's kind of like someone throws you a shovel. And so you're not sinking as fast. You know, it, it's not a real genuine solution for what you imagine in your mind. It's a desperate attempt to just try and lose weight. But I'm not really interested in just losing weight, to be honest. You know, I'm interested in you becoming the best version of yourself possible. One aspect of that is living at your goal weight, but there's a lot more to it. I want you to have the best relationships you can have. I want you to feel like the best version of yourself possible and be able to achieve the things that are most meaningful to you in your life. And I think one way to do that is to really master your health, your happiness, your moods, your energy. Um, and so it's way more than just even losing weight. So again, that, that's how I think about it. Yeah, Deanna says, that's exactly me overthinking and I don't trust the farm industry much more than the food industry. And I don't think they really know the long-term impact if they stay on these long-term. Yeah. And if I do try it, I still think this is the missing piece mindset. I'm new to your program, but it is making so much sense. Yeah, Deanna, that's great, okay? Um, everything you're saying is right on track because you're going to see in the program, first of all, in, in Program Yourself Then we cover, we go through, basically use the weight mastery pyramid which the simple version of it is mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so the, the truth is you've never even learned mindset stuff ever. The closest you've gotten to mindset is probably Carol Dweck who did the growth fixed mindset stuff, which is great, okay? But it's kind of, it feels like kindergarten to me I, I, and I love it. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in there, but it's like, okay, well, what do I, how do I practically use this to actually change my life now, change my weight? And so in Program Yourself Then, we go through six categories of mindset, motivation, self-image, um, habits, emotions, how to think like a thin person, the actual thinking, and then the maintenance. And so we break down mindset into components, and then you fill in the blanks with the questions and create your own custom answers to these categories. And so once you have that, I mean, it's like it's like getting a pair of glasses on where you can see different colors. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when you think about weight loss now, metaphorically, it's like you're you're looking at a black and white TV, and program yourself in. It's like looking at things in color because all of a sudden you have six categories of mindset that you have no concept of. Um, you've got eight categories of lifestyle habits that you're really not thinking about, and then you've got a structured philosophy of eating that just makes a lot of sense and is built for the long term. And so you don't you don't think in any of these ways right now. You don't have any, again, it's black and white versus color. That's very much what it's like. Oh man, that's a great metal. I've never thought of it this way. But literally, you know, with your weight loss, you're all or nothing, you're black or white. It's one or the other, you know? And guess, guess what? And you already know this, but life, humans, you are not a black and white creature. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? You're this multi-layered, multifaceted, you know, everything's different every day. I was just talking about this today on a coaching call I was doing. You know, your weight loss is like surfing. You know, you just assume that you're going to get to your goal weight and then that's that. Okay, I got to my goal weight and now I'm going to live here forever. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? How could you think that ever? First of all, you've lost weight and put it back on. But second of all, like myself, there's always different things. I was just saying, like last week, I got two kids and their birthday's four days apart. So in one week, we got these two cakes, you know? And so the second cake was the problem cake too because it was a unique cake. The other one was chocolate cake. I've gotten used to kind of handling that. The, the um, red velvet cake, my wife made it. 
it like, had a different frosting and it was so good. And so it's like that, and I'm eating more of that. You know what I mean? Then that leads to other things. So it's like, there's always things changing. You need to have the ability to be able to be flexible and to kind of meet life and situations and your moods and your thinking and your, and the bullshit that goes on and all this stuff. You need to be able to kind of react to it. That's why I say it's like surfing, surfing and or snowboarding. I like to snowboard. Um, I've never surfed, but I get it. It's like the wave's always different. You know what I mean? Like you're not in a static place and your life's not static. You're not a static being. So, oh, just give me the eating plan. Okay, yeah, intermittent fasting might work if you got this job and this schedule and this situation, but as soon as things change, it's real hard to keep it up. Do you know what I mean? And then that person has no ability to kind of flexibly respond to it. And, and this is, you know, th don't you feel this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this is what the diets have taught you to be this black or white thinker. And don't you agree that, that life is shades of colors, shades of gray, even if you would just want to stick with the, the monochromes? Um, you know, so it's important to be able to think outside that that black or white binary box that a dieter thinks in. You, you need to have, now again, it's, there's some people say, oh my God, that's overwhelming. Oh, you know what, Th this ain't for you, <laughs> to be honest. And I, I don't make any bones about it. My program is not for most people, to be completely honest. And I make that clear. <laughs> I, I don't want you to just go buy my program. That's why I put trainings in front of the buy button because I don't want you to get the program It's not for you. And it probably isn't for you. I mean, if you're watching it, if you're listening to me now, it probably is because what? who's my program for? A, it's for overthinkers. <laughs> it's for people that are thinking constantly. And that's a good thing. You think overthinking is the problem and it is not. It's what you're overthinking. And what you're overthinking is you're overthinking dieting mindset stuff. And it's just driving you into the ground. But when you start to put good stuff in there and you start to overthink in a positive way, holy shit because you've got this super computer in your brain and you just don't know how to use it right and so what you're doing is you're using your super computer to ask shitty questions and the shitty questions you're asking are what's wrong with me why can't i stick to a plan why do i keep overeating why can't i lose weight why do i always struggle why is it so hard you know what i mean you keep asking problem-oriented questions and your brain just keeps churning out reasons why it's so hard why it's so difficult why you'll never work and da -da -da -da. and you're stuck in there this is my program. It's all people that are really smart. I was like this. I'm not going to say it's really smart, but overthinkers, just constantly, constantly churning. But you're churning on all the problems. You know, when you start to churn on the solutions, everything changes. So, yeah, and those episodes not going to do any of that for you. You know, so again, it's just, it's another Band-Aid. I get people get desperate and I understand where it comes from and I want this to be a supportive place. So even if you're on Ozempic, I, you're still going to learn things that are going to help you. Um, but I think someone considering it, I think you gotta look at the full picture of it. And again, reference the idea that there's never once been a miracle weight loss cure. And I don't think there ever will be. I think the only real solution is shifting your mindset, learning how to think like a thin, healthy person. You know, Am I right that your ideas are about losing fat without counting calories? Um, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Now, again, I want, again, it's a nuanced answer. Um, I, I believe in tracking and counting calories at least for a little bit. And if you're a person who's like an accountant type of mindset that loves like the nitty gritty of tracking stuff, then you go ahead and do it, you know? Most people aren't like that, okay? But again, you always build around yourself. So in general, though, people don't like to do that. And we're not built for that. We're not built to eat consciously. And that's what you're trying to do with a diet. You've got a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the rational, logical part of you that knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it. Okay, it's called your prefrontal cortex. But all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are run by your subconscious mind. 
You've been programmed to eat a certain way, to crave certain foods, to think about foods in a certain way, to act a certain way. And you do all that on autopilot, just like you write and brush your teeth on autopilot. Okay. And so you could learn to brush your, you could force yourself to brush your teeth with the other hand, but it takes a lot more energy, doesn't it? And if you don't realize that, try it tonight and you'll see. You jab your cheek, you miss teeth, it's frustrating, you got to think about it. You'll get it. You're going to get annoyed. That's what you trying to lose weight is like. You're trying to consciously control every food decision you're making. You're not built that way. And what happens is you overwhelm yourself. And so we don't want to be counting calories and tracking every little thing for most people. Okay. Now we got a Susan Pierce Thompson, if we know her, right? The Bright Lines woman. Brilliant woman. I, I love her. I think she's brilliant. Um, but she's got a very, very rigid, strict model of success. Okay. That's, but that's what she likes to do. You know what I mean? She's been doing it for years and years and years. She weighs her food every single day. Would I tell, oh, you shouldn't do that? No, I would never say don't do that. It's working for her. You see what I'm saying? But if you try to do bright lines five times and you can't get yourself to do it, I'm saying to you, you don't have to do that. Okay. So, so again, it, it's a little more nuanced than just losing fat without counting calories. But I think for the majority of people, that's going to be a much more appealing thing. And so that's what I really focus on because I'm that way. I don't want to track calories. I, I can't imagine, I would never do it. And so what I do is I have structure to how I'm eating. I'm tracking things in an intuitive, easy way, okay? Because I eat consistently. And so I, I tend to find that making things more automated, making things easier is, is a better way to actually lose the weight than to micromanage every little decision for most people. So um, downsizing Sam, how's it going? Um, I'm gonna move through these questions before I got caught up there. Um, do you need to fast if you're insulin resistant? I get shaky and low blood sugar if no breakfast. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is what I mean. This is the, see, do you see this everyone? This is why I have a problem with intermittent fasting as a diet right there. Okay. So I know, I don't know if Vicky's here, but Vicky's one of my clients and, uh, she, she loves intermittent fasting and she, she's bought into it. She, she's a big fan of it. I'm not, I don't argue with her. You do what you want. I support my clients to do whatever they want to do. Program yourself thins diet agnostic. So you could be any diet you want to follow. I'll help you follow it, okay? Um, but the intermittent fasting as a diet is exactly this. I guess maybe one of the one of the hallmarks of diets that I have such a problem with, and I don't give a shit if it's keto, intermittent fasting, weight water, whatever it is, it's that a lot of times you stop you stop being aware of yourself, you know? So for example, you know, downsizing Sam here saying, um, I get shaky and low blood sugar if no breakfast, you know? And so because you're bought into the intermittent fasting mindset that that's what you have to do, you're literally ignoring the signals your body's sending you. Your body's telling you this isn't good for us unless you like being shaky, you know? Um, and so once you realize we've really got to build it around you. And again, what I will tell you is what I tell, because I don't care. I don't have anything to sell you. I mean, I sell a program, but I don't give a shit. I don't care if you buy it or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can be honest. And I think intermittent fasting is sold as a diet and it's a whole plan. And again, plans can only be sold as a plan if it's like, you have to do it this way, you know? Um, so what I find with most people that have been intermittent fasting and come into my program is I tell them, why don't you experiment with eating breakfast? Because if you can eat no breakfast, then you can eat a super healthy breakfast. Do you understand that? It's harder to eat a super healthy dinner because you got the dinners you like to eat. You know what I mean? But if you can just skip breakfast and you don't really give a shit about breakfast that much, great. Now you can optimize and make your breakfast super nourishing whole, clean, good foods. Put that into your body every day as the, I always use the, the metaphor, every day you're building a house with your nutrition, 
Okay. The ground floor is the first meal of the day. Then the second floor is your second meal. Then the third is the third meal. And for most people, that's breakfast, lunch, dinner. And so if you experiment with having a really healthy, solid breakfast, find out what happens the rest of the day. Because you're, you're already, you got the downside of it. If you don't eat, you get shaky and what, and you don't just get shaky. You get a little lightheaded. Your thoughts aren't as clear. You don't feel as good. You don't feel strong. And, and how's that? See, that's perfect. I'm glad you said that downsizing, Sam, because people want to know why I don't love intermittent fasting. It's not that I don't love it, but I see this story all the time that, that you're doing it. And then, so if you're shaky and tired and, and a little woozy in the head for at breakfast time, how the fuck do you think you're going to feel noontime, one o'clock when it's finally the, the gates open for eating? Let me know that. Sam, how does the eating go the rest of the day when you start off for four hours and you feel shaky and tired and cloudy headed for three, four hours? How does the eating go once it starts? Yeah, well, for most people, it goes shitty. They, they overeat and they eat the wrong stuff because they're so hungry and they're woozly and they can't think straight. And so I don't know what kind of plan is that. You know what I mean? Again, folks, we, we, we can't just aim at weight loss. If you just focus on weight loss, you're going to doom yourself. We need to look at the bigger picture. Your weight loss plan should be something that makes you feel better instantly. The first day you do it. Well, how can I do that? Jim, what, what plan? Yeah, because the only, the only weight loss plans you think are crazy extreme things. Yes, intermittent fasting is an extreme thing. To go from eating 16 hours a day, 12 hours a day to eating eight hours a day is a huge shift in your eating. <laughs> to, to, so today I eat carbs and tomorrow I'm never gonna eat a carb again. That's a huge shift in your eating. You know, and so it's overwhelming to you. You know what you do and program yourself then the first day? You wake up and I, I send you a message on your phone. You click it and you listen to your five minute hypnosis session. And you know what happens? You relax, you calm down, you center yourself, you connect to your body. It feels good. And then because you've done that, you tend to make healthier food choices, not only because you're getting positive suggestions and positive stuff and put it into your brain, but also because physically, mentally, emotionally, you relax and calm down. Do you think you're not exhausted and depleted and overwhelmed? I don't even know you and I know you're exhausted and <laughs> depleted and overwhelmed because it's 2024 and everyone's exhausted and overwhelmed. And so your answer is to start another overwhelming diet? So, with program yourself, then yeah, you start, you start, let's recover. And let's start focusing on your worst eating habit. Let's make it simple, comfortable, easy, relax. There's no rush. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stun uh, says, IF is easy for me and I've been doing it for six months. I do 5-2 model in the combo chef's kiss. Yeah. And so for Don, it's easy. Do you know what I mean? This is what I'm trying to say. Um, you got to base it around yourself. Some things for you are easier than it is for others. So again, intermittent fasting wasn't designed for you. You know what I mean? It may work for you. It may not. And if it doesn't, it's fine. You know? Um, Deanna says, how to work through feelings. I also have trouble figuring out what feelings I'm having. Um, that's a great question. And that's so much of the game is figuring out the emotional piece. I'm a big believer that the emotions really, like your emotional eating is the number one thing between you and you living at your goal weight, you know? And so um, how to work through feelings. I think the first step is like you said, I always say aware, awareness precedes change. So I think you're right on the money that yeah, you have trouble figuring out what feelings you're having because we live in a society where we're conditioned not to deal with our emotions. We're, we're conditioned to avoid them. And food's probably one of the number one ways we do that. So you're, you're, you're conditioned to use food as an emotional management strategy. 
And so you eat to avoid the emotions. So yeah, when you first start, so, oh shit, maybe the emotions are going on. You start paying attention to them. You know, you start paying attention to what emotions am I feeling? And that's a whole process in itself. That was certainly my process. I, I was always, I lived putting emotions away and avoiding them by drinking and eating and watching a lot of TV. And so to interface with them and start to understand was a process. So it's normal to have some trouble figuring it out. Don't worry about that, Deanna. It's because you're starting it. You're new at it, okay? Um, so just keep practicing the awareness piece, all right? That, that's kind of the key thing. And once you have the awareness of it, the rest kind of falls into place to some degree. Um, is Splenda okay? Um, you know, I wouldn't use Splenda for the simple reason. I mean, is it going to give you cancer? Probably not. You know, when they, they come up with those artificial sweeteners and the cancer things, they give, they, they feed the, the mice like Splenda a hundred times a day. You know what I mean? So, so you, I don't know, like I haven't seen a lot of science that says they're going to give you cancer, but the reason I wouldn't consume Splenda or any other artificial sweeteners, um, is that what it does do is it calibrates your taste to expect sweet things. So I know there's no calories in it, but, but there's two big problems I have with it that, as soon as you have Splenda, your tongue and your body taste something sweet. You know, just, you can look at a cheesecake. If you, if you like cheesecake, whatever your favorite kind of sweet is, you can look at it and your body will start to release insulin because it's anticipating that you're going to eat it and spike your blood sugar. And so it pre-releases insulin to help you deal with that. So when we consume Splenda, the similar things going on that our body's expecting calories to come in because in the real world, when you taste sweet, calories come with it. And so now your body starts to release some insulin. You might actually get make yourself hungrier. That's one thing. But the big thing that I, and, and so that's debatable, but again, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's debatable. Maybe it hasn't been proven. But the one thing that you can't argue with is that if you are, Splenda is super sweet. And if you're putting a super sweet artificial sweetness into your tongue, your tongue gets calibrated to super sweet flavors. So that when you go and eat an apple, the apple tastes bland. You go eat the banana, it tastes bland and you don't like it. So I am a big fan of keeping my flavor profiles as natural as possible. Because the more hyper palatable foods you eat, the more artificial flavors you consume, the more you're training your brain to want those flavors and to not want the natural flavors. And that one, no one can argue with. So that's what I think. But it's not the devil. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. But uh, yeah, that's why I wouldn't do it. Was your weight loss based on your current program? Yeah, absolutely. That's where it all started from. Um, I was 50 pounds heavier. And I always tell this story. This is true that, that I took a semester off from college. I was in kind of a bad spot physically, mentally, emotionally. And within about a month of taking that semester off, I was exposed to hypnosis, Tony Robbins, personal development, neuro-linguistic programming, yoga, guitar, meditation, <laughs> martial arts. And I, I swear to God, like it was just amazing. And so the biggest part of that was NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which is the science of role modeling. And I began to study and interview people that had lost weight and kept it off for at least two years. And I would begin to talk to them. And I found out that they thought completely different. And that was a big part. And then some of the hypnosis techniques I used. So the big thing I used was, was the program yourself thin technique, which is what I teach in the program, which is really the redo rehearsal technique. And I began using that every night. And that really helped me to program my subconscious mind to do the right things to keep me at my goal weight. And um, it's been a 30 year journey, you know, of just interviewing and finding more people that have success last way, you know, developing strategies, acquiring strategies personally, talking with other people. And so now program yourself then is just this, it's awesome. And now I'm so excited because 
it's it's going to jump to a whole nother level. Uh, I've, I've been doing programming self then for 20 years. I've had that program that, that I've been sharing it with people. Um, but last year I focused really on group coaching. And so the only way you could get the program was to join the group. Um, and it was a thousand dollars. I know it was out of a lot of people's range. Um, but now I get the program available for $300. And now that's going to include a live, a live, live class that goes with it. Um, so that you can, you know, cause I always felt bad. Like, like it, it is, it's very, very powerful techniques, but sometimes to kind of get your head around them, it's hard even on your own. And so I never really felt good about giving the program without being there to help if you had questions. And so now I figured out how to do that. And so we'll do, we'll do live classes. So if you have questions, you can do it. So it's not coaching, but it's like when we cover the material and then if you have any questions, I can, I can talk to you about it. Um, so I'm super excited for that because that's just gonna, you know, I'll do that and I'll keep refining the, the training even better. My best skill that I can help you all with is coaching. You know, that's my biggest skill. It's 25 grand to work with me privately. I, I know that's out of most people's ranges, but um, the group coaching for a lot of people is in their range. So again, if you wanna work with me privately, you can get in my group. Um, but that's the most value I can offer you. Because when I can see exactly what you're struggling with and dealing with, I can see it better than you can. You, you really don't even know what your problem is, to be honest. You think you do. You think you just can't stick to a plan and consistency is your problem, perhaps. Or, But uh, it, it's always, it's a lot different than that. So anyways, but but that being said, yeah, I, that was based on my own. My, my weight loss was based on the program yourself, then technique. Um, what do you eat? What do you eat? What do you eat? Um, I don't really like to go into what I eat because who gives a shit what I eat? You know what I mean? Like I'm me. You know, I got my own preferences. I got my own lifestyle. Um, that being said, I will give you some highline ideas. Uh, I eat very natural foods. I don't really eat much processed foods. I don't really eat a lot of junk food. Um, and I'm thankful for that because uh, it's really hard. Um, you know, the, the, it, it's, it's hard to eat a lot of processed foods and junk food and, and get control of your weight. You know, it, it's for obvious reasons. So, uh, yeah, so I eat a lot of natural foods, but I'll go through some, I eat a lot, you know, breakfast, I'll eat like Ezekiel toast and peanut butter, natural peanut butter. And now again, we have a five, two model, right? So it's five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Okay. But the clean eating, you know, Ezekiel bread, which is sprouted bread instead of floured bread, um, natural peanut butter, apple, peanut butter for salad, you know, for lunch every day, I have a giant salad, you know, all natural ingredients, whole ingredients. Dinner is usually some whole grain, vegetables, some protein, you know, I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat meat, um, other except from the sea. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the broad strokes. Trying to get flow state with this method. Hope it's continuing. Um, yeah. Well, Lorena, don't hope it's continuing. You know, figure out how to make it continue. You know? Um, Neely says, same, get shaking a headache if I fast. Yeah, this is what I mean, right? This is what I'm talking about. So it's like, I don't talk shit about intermittent fasting because I know it works for some people, but it doesn't work for a lot more people, to be honest. Obviously. You know, if intermittent fasting was some magical solution, you know, everyone would be killing it with it and they're not. Um, Nahid says, I've done well in losing eight kilograms and kept it off, but I'm feeling I'm losing control now. I just want to eat. I think I need to start watching your videos again as they really help before. Yeah, Nahid, I, I get it, right? Again, if you don't change your mindset, this is what happens. You can force yourself to really follow a plan and, and do it for a little while. And then you, you fall off of it. You go back to normal, you know? Again, right, we're talking about the subconscious, subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind's in control of your weight. Your weight is an automated, automatic function in you. And then, you, so you got an overweight mindset and you got your dieting mindset. Your dieting mindset is your conscious mind and your automatic behavior is your overweight mind. Right? You know this because if you're not concentrating on food and dieting and all that stuff and you're just living your life, you're overweight. 
your, the, how you think and feel and ultimately how you eat and live keeps you overweight. And then you get so upset sometimes and you say, okay, consciously, I'm going to change everything I'm doing. I'm going to change how I'm eating completely. And you consciously micromanage every little thing you're doing. And then eventually you get tired of doing that. And what do you do? You go back to how you always eat. You know, so again, it's that overweight mindset that you need to change into a thin and healthy one. And if you really look at your weight loss attempts, there's probably never a piece where you're really learning how to think like a thin, healthy person. So really important. Imperia, hello. EGT, binge eating. Um, downsizing Sam, I end up binging, yes. <laughs> See? If I skip breakfast and get shaky, I have to eat sugar and then end up overeating and ruin the day. Okay, there we go. So I never, I don't really say this because I don't want to, I'm trying to be supportive here and I don't want to shit talk plans. I know, I know, I know if you're watching this, you're probably, if you're not in program yourself then, you're probably dabbling with intermittent fasting and keto. <laughs> you know, that those are the two big ones. And I can't even believe it. I can't believe we're in 2024 and these are the two most popular weight loss solutions. It's very depressing from my point of view for two big reasons. That one is, how many times have you tried keto? <laughs> what do you think? How could the 51st time be any different than the first 50 times? You know? It's just unbelievable. So, there we are though. But um, do you see what Sam's saying? Do you see, do you see this? And I, I'm not picking on you, Sam, because this is that we get in such a mindset. When she skips breakfast, she gets shaky and then she has to eat something. You get into almost a panic mode. And then you have to eat something. Then you go and eat sugar. You eat something off plan. Now you blew the day. And I, I don't know if you're still here downsizing Sam, but how many times have you experienced this? This is the part that's a little depressing. It's probably tens, twenties, hundreds of times. So instead of being like, yeah, I, every time I do this intermittent fasting thing, I end up binging. I find that, I mean, now again, if, it's, if intermittent fasting is not working for you, you're probably restricting, getting really hungry, and then when you eat, you're binging. That's the common pattern. So intermittent fasting seems great for learning how to be a binge eater if it's not working for you. <laughs> but this is what I'm trying to say. So it's like we get in such a mindset that it's like, oh my God, every time I, I, I don't eat breakfast because I got to get till 12, I get shaky and then I have to eat sugar because my blood sugar gets low and then I blow the day and I end up binging. So it's like you think you would realize that and stop doing, but again, a dieter is like, well, I just got to keep doing that. That's what I got to do to lose weight, you know? This is the mindset shift piece, you know? It's happening right in front of you, but don't see it for what it is. That's what I'm talking about. You're literally blind to what's happening, you know? Marcy says, I feel like weight loss is the byproduct of getting healthy. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, although you can be healthy and still be overweight too. So there's more to it than that, you know? Like you can get healthy and still overeat, you know? So, so a lot of times there is more to it than just a healthy piece for people, you know? But, but in a lot of cases, that is true. Um, let's do it downsizing. See, I'm saying, um, yeah, she said, I experienced it tons of times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've learned to stop the fasting. It's not working for me anymore. Great. This is what I'm trying to tell you folks. If you really are honest with yourself, you're going to realize none of that shit's working for you unless it is, you know, if you're doing keto and you've lost all the weight and you've been on it for five years, like, okay. So I have a client, I was talking to her today. She's keto. And she goes, God, you're always picking on keto, and I'm, but I'm a keto person. I said, yeah, but you're a keto person because you've got all these, um, you got all these allergic reactions to, to, to carb foods. <laughs> so it's like, you're, you're like, you're 0.1% of the population. You can eat these foods, you know? Again, it's a whole different story when you can eat them and then you're just going to try and not eat them. 
You know, and so instead of learning how to eat them moderately and how to deal with it, you go to the opposite extreme. I'm never going to eat a carb. Oh, yeah? You're never going to eat a carb, really? Then why do you keep eating carbs? <laughs> and again, it's that all or nothing thinking. How are your pleasure eating days different from the clean eating days? Yeah, the pleasure eating days are, again, I, I'm always eating pretty natural food. So like, for example, if, um, you know, I eat kind of a, a, a burrito from my favorite burrito places, it's, it's like a natural burrito. Like I wouldn't eat like a packaged heat up burrito that's processed. Um, so for if I'll eat pasta on the weekends, but even the pasta is kind of optimized to be chickpea flour, but I eat a lot of pasta on the weekends with sauce and garlic bread and all that stuff. You know, I'll eat desserts on the weekends. Um, I'll eat, I don't really eat much, much bread during the week, you know, so I'll eat bagels on the weekend, bread on the weekends. Now I don't want to make it sound like I'm eating a ton of stuff. I'm eating... I'm eating those foods, but I'm not just like gorging myself all day because this gets to a whole nother conversation about how do you actually get pleasure out of food? And the truth is you probably don't know. You probably don't know how to get pleasure out of food. You think you know how to get pleasure out of food. You think the pleasure, the most pleasure you get out of food is just to eat stuff in your face, just keep shoveling it in. I disagree with that. I think the most pleasure you can get out of food is A, to eat it at your goal weight, but B, is to eat it in a way where you feel like you're in control. I don't think stuffing yourself with a package of Oreos at the end of that, I don't think you feel that good. So, yeah. So pleasure days are a whole part of the process. Huge part. Um, Jody says, fasting made the food noise unbearable, then binge. Love my scheduled eating. Yeah, right? So Jody's in the program. And um, again, she learned to recognize... That's what I'm trying to say. Like, so much of programming yourself then is just listening to yourself. It's honoring yourself. Building your plan around you. And I'm really glad we're getting these these comments because you're seeing how easy it can be to just, hey, hey shut the fuck up, you, talking to yourself, <laughs> right? So you create this very, very confrontational relationship with yourself to try and lose weight. It feels that way, right? You're fighting against yourself. You're doing something you don't like to do. And you're only able to do this because you think of weight loss as a short-term thing. You think of the diet as a short-term thing. This is why there's no bigger way to trigger someone who's dieting to, and, and actually losing weight. Nothing triggers them more than when you ask them, what are you going to do once you lost the weight? What are you going to do? They get very upset. And because it reveals that they, they're not even thinking about that. And their plan's not built for that. The only way they can follow this bullshit is to, to real. Oh, it's just a little, just a little while. It's just for a little while. That's what you're thinking. And that's why you're failing to lose weight for good. Because you're literally only thinking about losing weight. Your goal isn't to lose weight. Do you know that? You know your goal is not to lose weight? If you woke up today at your goal weight, would your goal be to lose weight? Would you be happy if you woke up at your goal weight? But your goal wouldn't be to lose weight, would it? <laughs> would it? You need to get clear. Your subconscious mind's like a computer. It needs very, very specific, clear, articulate, semantically appropriate programming. And you ain't doing that. You keep saying, you keep saying, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Well, there you go. A lifetime. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you know, you ever seen um, like like sometimes movies, uh, I'm going to get back to this. Nahid asks, can we join the program from the UK? Can you? Yes, you can. And you should because um, some of my favorite clients are from the UK. Even Mandy, I don't think she's still here now, but yeah, some of my favorite clients are from the UK. So UK time, we have our calls at six and three. So it'd probably be, I think it's, 3 p.m. Eastern here is 8 o'clock there, I think. And um, so we have the Tuesday calls at 6 p.m. Eastern. The Thursday calls at 3 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah, it's... um, But, yeah, there's a lot of people from the U.K. So, yeah, I strongly 
you, you can do that. Um, but okay, so you've seen movies where like someone like rubs the lantern, you know, and, and they ask for something, but it's like, it's like literally what they ask for. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You have to think of your mind like that, you know? And so what you keep asking the magic genie for is I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Okay. Well, I'm going to make you perpetually overweight so you can always lose weight. Do you know what I mean? I know that I'm, it sounds like oh, Jimmy being an asshole. No, I'm not. This is how your subconscious mind thinks about it. And this is why you never think about yourself at your goal weight. To be honest, even thinking about losing weight, you have to think of yourself being overweight. Right? If you're at your goal weight, you wouldn't say, oh, I want to, I want to lose weight. Right? So it's like, you know, your goal is to live at your goal weight. And so that's why, you know, here's just a little semantic trick for you, but you shouldn't frame your weight loss goal in terms of how much weight you want to lose. You should frame it in terms of how much you would like to weigh. Because when you say, I want to lose X amount of pounds, you imagine yourself being overweight and then losing that weight. When you imagine yourself being X amount of pounds, you imagine yourself as the person you want to be. Now, this is just a superficial piece, but it, I hope you see the difference there. You know, you're programming yourself. It's not your fault. You've been conditioned by the diet industry. So it's the biggest conspiracy that's ever happened, in my opinion. The food industry, the medical industry, the diet industry got you spun upside down. I mean, shit. And I keep meaning to print out my weight loss graph. Thanks, Lorena. Um, I keep meaning to print out my weight loss chart where you could see the increase in obesity and overweight. You, 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 I know you know it. You hear about it all the time. But when you see it visually the last 50 years... It's, it's gobsmacking. It's absolutely unbelievable. And and so what changed? It wasn't our genes. Well, I mean, it was it is our genes. They're bigger now. But I'm talking about DNA. It wasn't the DNA, the genetics that changed. It, it was the environment. And it's the mental conditioning of how you think about things. So that's what needs to change. Um, Lorena says, I believe that everyone knows what their body actually needs and how to think like the thin person. Um, we just need to hear out body and turn out off autopilot. Yeah, I agree, Lorena. I, I think that... How to think like a thin person, though, you know, we can we can be conditioned to think in a lot of like abnormal ways. So I would say that's kind of true and kind of not true. Like people ask me this all the time, like, oh, what do you think about intuitive eating? Well, if you're an overweight person, you've been overweight for a long time. I think you have no chance in hell at intuitive eating. All your intuitions are overweight intuitions. You know, I sit in front of you as someone. Could I trust my intuitions? Kind of, kind of. I don't really trust my intuitions. Like, like I, I trust, I trust my strategies, you know, cause I always, you know, that's why I structure my eating. I can't intuitively eat. Cause I say, Oh, Jimmy hungry. Yep. Are you hungry now? Yep. I'm always hungry. Like, like I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like I'm always hungry. I'm not eating. But what I'm saying is if I'm always considering eating something, I can always, I always want to eat something, you know? So I got to structure my eating. So it's very specific. So I, I sit here and, I don't ask the question, am I hungry? Oh, I want to eat because it's structured out. I know what I'm going to eat. Uh, I don't want to get into all the details of that. But again, it's, it's, it's built all around dopamine. My program is really has a huge part of neuroscience in it. There's, there's a lot of neuroscientific principles weaved throughout the program. And that's one of the core reasons for the 5-2 model. But I don't want to go into that right now. Um, I appreciate your words. I'm just saying, yeah. Um, Lorena says this sentence hit so hard. Oh my God. I don't know which sentence it was, but probably. Yeah, live your goal at a near autopilot, right, Chuck? How's it going, Chuck? Um, <laughs> the genie story, right? Yeah, it's so true, right? But it, don't we ever see that? You know, oh, you know what it's like? Um, I, I'm going to, I'll read you guys this book. Well, story time. But it was called uh, Scuttle's Big Wish. 
And uh, that that was one of those books where he wishes he wishes everything was made of cheese or everything he touched was would turn into cheese. Right. It was his goal. And um, everything turned into cheese. You know, it was a big problem. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on, though, with, with what you're specifically saying. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lorena, you like that one? Yeah. That sentence. If you want to lose fat, then your subconscious mind will give you more fat. Yeah, exactly. It's how do you lose it? Right. You have to have it to lose it. Right. It's, it's a weird, I, it's like, it's just one of those things. It's like, so as a hypnotist, uh, even hypnosis, but, but hypnosis, like the, the key thing of hypnosis to understand is to understand, um, that you have a conscious and a subconscious mind and they operate very differently because your main issue in life and especially with weight is that you know what you should do, but you don't do it. And this to me gets to the core of being a human being. That, that we want to do something or we want to stop doing something and then we keep doing it or we don't do it. And, and we don't, what the, what the fuck, I don't understand. And we spend all our time like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I keep doing that thing? Why do I keep doing this? Why do I? And we keep trying to wonder it. And um, it's once you understand how they operate differently, you know, you're not a logical being. If you were logical, you'd be like, you would just do the things that you know you should, right? But you're consistently eating foods, overeating foods, and you know you shouldn't, but you're doing it. So how do you explain that? And you don't really have a good explanation. I'm not saying I got the best explanation, but I got an, an explanation that your subconscious mind operates a lot differently. And once you understand how it operates and you can start to change it, that's what programming yourself then is sub programming your subconscious mind to make and then keep you thin and healthy. And so you need to use very specific languaging. But again, even the phrase lose weight, it's, it's all about you being overweight and trying to lose it. Like, have you ever met a dieter who's thin and healthy in your life? Have you ever met a dieter who's thin and healthy for years? Usually not, you know? So again, dieters are by nature overweight people who want to lose weight. So your whole mindset when it comes to weight has been fixed at, your anchor point for your mindset for when it comes to weight loss is your, it's fixed to think like an overweight person. You pre, see in NLP, we call them presuppositions. These are things like these ideas you have that you never even question. And so when it comes to weight, all of your presuppositions are based around being an overweight person. I hope this makes sense, you know? And so you never, ever, never, to the point, like you couldn't even give me a name, I bet. I ask this question every day. Can you even think of one person who you can learn how to think like a thin and healthy person from other than me? Think about this. You've been trying to lose weight for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And there's not even one person you can name that you could learn how to think like a thin and healthy person from. I don't know why. Lorena <laughs> says, English is my second language, so sorry my grammar is not perfect. Oh, I'm Estonian, okay. Um, no, I get what you're saying, Lorena. I think it's really good. And I'm from America, so don't even worry about it. You know, they say like, <laughs> what do you call a person who can speak three languages, trilingual, two languages, bilingual, one language, American? <laughs> there might be some truth to that. So don't you apologize for uh, grammar when you're speaking two languages here. Um, Erica says, I listen to you daily and still get lots of light bulb moments. It's like that, Erica. Like, honestly, because it's not only that, but I, I get people in my program um, that I've been working with for a long time and it's not just what I'm saying, it's also where you're at. You know what I mean? So as you hear what I'm saying, you hear it differently based on where you're at in the journey. You know, I mean, it's a kind of cliche, but I think it's true that um, 
you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears, you know, but I like to take that a step further that when the student's ready, the information appears, you know? And so, you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> they'll be like, I heard you say that 50 times, but I, I finally got it, you know? And so there, there's you experiencing things differently as well. But yeah, that, that's a common thing, right? And, and I'm glad you hear that. You get what you ask for, ask better questions. Absolutely, Chuck, right? That's so true. So, so true. Um, yeah, Kelly says crickets. I can't even think of anyone. I can't even think of anyone. You know, and then you ask yourself, well, is mindset really important? Does, does mindset really matter when it comes to weight? You know, now let's let's compare this to something else, because I find this to be an interesting comparison that I think most diets. I always think of diets as like diets are like just say no to drugs. Right. Remember, remember in the 80s, the just say no to drugs bullshit. <laughs> and it was like, oh, just say no to them. And so we're like, oh, we all got behind that. But but now here we are, you know, 50 years later, we realize, oh, you know what? Um, it, there's more to it than that. You, you, you don't just say no. There, there's a lot of subtle things going on, right? And so we don't, you know, people that, that want to get clean from drugs don't go to just say no centers. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine I open up a just say no center. You know what I mean? Where you just come here, I don't know, just all day long, just practice saying no to drugs. Um, it wouldn't do anything. You know, so so again, embedded within the drug rehab recovery science is that there's more to it, and it's all mindset based, isn't it? There, there's some chemical therapies that may help ease the process a bit, but ultimately, the process of getting clean from drug addiction is is a mindset one. Where you talk about things, you talk about the things that led you into the addiction in the first place. You know, but it's a much more comprehensive and robust approach to dealing with drug addiction than just say no that we we're doing in the 80s. But when it comes to weight loss, we are still stuck in the just say no. And the just say no just shows up as just stop eating carbs, just stop eating for 16 hours, just count your points, just eat 1200 calories, just eat Mediterranean food. Just it's just so simple. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's a superficial, inadequate response. Is that you're bringing a stick to a bazooka fight. It's not up for the task. And so don't you think your mindset might have something to do with your weight? If, if, you, if you don't think that, and I know there's people that don't because I get comments from them. <laughs> it's like, fuck your mindset. It's about discipline. What's that even mean? <laughs> you know? uh, it's, what's that even mean? So it's like, it's crazy. So I don't know. If you don't think your weight has anything to do with your mindset and how you think about yourself, about food, your behaviors, I, I don't even know what you think. You just think, what? what? You just got some magical willpower you're going to tap into someday? Do you even know what willpower is? Because willpower is mindset too, by the way. You know? Understanding, mind, understanding your willpower is actually a valuable thing. But I'm not going to go into that now. Marcy said, it's amazing saying nice things about yourself when you look in the mirror, eventually you believe it. Yeah, right? It's nice being nice to yourself. That's probably one of the biggest things that I help people with is that, you know, program yourself thin. Is program yourself because you're always programming yourself. You've been doing it your whole life. You just don't realize it. But you know that internal dialogue you got? You know how you're always talking to yourself in your head? That voice is basically hypnotizing you. That's why in the hypnosis world, we always say you are your best or worst hypnotist. You're your own best, worst or, or best or worst hypnotist because you're always talking to yourself. And that talking has a huge impact on how you think and how you behave. And so um, that's probably the, the, the main thing I help people do is to create a more supportive, encouraging voice inside your mind. 
because it is that internal dialogue that's driving you off the plan that's causing you to overeat that's all the rest of it and until you get a handle on that i don't know i don't know how you would ever change your weight you, you just have to get lucky i guess you know but if you actually want to like okay i want to live as a thin healthy person if you don't have a, a lifestyle based plan or a mindset based plan i don't know how would you stick with it i mean what stopped you in the past i find this a fascinating question that if you have lost weight in the past doing something you know it's not your genetics right because you lost the weight you know it's not your plan you lost the weight so what what is it what stopped you from doing it your motivation disappeared and i don't know just one day i just kind of fell off the track what is it you know and you're usually going to end up at the mindset piece you know chuck says your philosophy reminds me of the parable of two canoes on a lake and one has oars and the other doesn't use your oars <laughs> yeah i'd say that's a that's a great one i love that <clears throat> yeah it's like it's the whole story here and we're just not paying attention to it and i don't know why i got my feelings and my suspicions <laughs> but i don't want to sound like a paranoid nut job over here with conspiracies but i think there's a lot of money being made off you being overweight unhealthy and unhappy is what i think and i think that there's it's not a lot of corporation's best interest for you to be happy healthy and truly master your weight that's what i think i think there's more to it you know what i mean like it shows up in different ways but i think that's the core of it and so at the end of the day you have to figure out for yourself how to change your mindset because no one's going to do it for you that's why i call it program yourself because even me i i give you hypnosis sessions i support you in with hypnosis but it's a support you have got to figure out how to run your own mind that's why it's called program yourself so, um, yeah, Marcy, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, the nicer you are to yourself, it's just life gets better, you know? By the way, that's why I tell with Ozempic and all the rest of it, I'll let you all know, even if you get to your goal weight, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Gasp, I know, the cat's out of the bag. Can you imagine you could be at your goal weight and still be unhappy? Well, it's possible. And plus, why don't you think that anyways? You've lost weight. You've been at your goal weight already. If it was so amazing and everything was so amazing there, then why'd you put the weight on? You know? I'm not saying this to be demotivate you, but I'm asking you to think a little deeper about things for sure. You know? All right, so I recommend everybody to read Blair Singer book called Little Voice Mastery. It's the same. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that. Blair. Blair Singer, huh? Write that down. I love internal dialogue, but there's not a lot of them, so any any internal dialogue books I can read, I'm all over it. Little Voice Mastery. That's wonderful. How could I have not heard that? Thank you very much for that. I appreciate you Let me know that. Um, all about controlling your little voice that holds you back. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. love that. Um, I will check that out. It's easy to put the responsibility on something else. Yeah, I agree with that, Chuck. I think that's true. Yeah, it's about taking responsibility for sure. And, you know, but here's the thing, though. I, I think a lot of people are, will take responsibility, but they think taking responsibility is starting a diet. You know, it, it's just, it's not enough. You know, um, I was at my goalie for years and I wasn't happy and gained everything and then some. That's what I mean. So, again, so for Marcy, a big part of this is talking to herself differently so she can feel different. That's why, again, just all of a sudden you take a medicine and the food noise is blocked and you start losing weight. I mean, again, I, I, I equate that a lot of times to the stomach surgeries, you know, because you shrink the stomach and people lose weight. But a lot of people put the weight back on. 
You know, so again, I, I don't know how much more proof you would need that it's a mindset thing. <laughs> when you can override a stomach that's this big and still put weight on, like, what what do you think it is? You know, you don't think it's mindset. Um, you mentioned a book you were reading, something about Doritos. Please let us know. Yeah, it's it's called um, the Dorito Effect, and um, it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm on a kick of it. Yeah, I think I showed you guys this yesterday. It's a great book too. Ultra processed people. Um, I just uh, just finished that book. I'm gonna do a lesson on that. I make a video about it. I'll put it up on YouTube. So by the way, everyone, let me just give my little pitch. Um, is that uh, if you are not in my world, which you should be in my world, because no one gives more stuff away for free than me, I don't think. If, if someone gives more stuff away for free, then let me know, because I'm going to crank it up even more. Um, that uh, get, get in my world. Uh, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session I give you. It's free. Um, watch the training I give you. It's free. Uh, read the emails I send you every day. They're free. And then I got some other cool stuff coming your way. The Spark program. It's free. Okay, like I got you guys. <laughs> yes, I got, I got a program too. If you're really serious and want to work with me, you know, that, that's there for you too. Um, but but I give you lots of free stuff. The podcast is Program Yourself. Then it's every day, weekday, we're doing a new new episode, right? So you can listen to that in the background. That'll change you, right? So um, those things will all help you. Oh, and then I got a YouTube channel. That, that I'm starting to kick up. So go check it out. It's Jim Katsoulis. Um, I just put a video up there the other day about um, weight mastery mindset. I suggest you watch it. It's pretty good. It's kind of fun making a longer video too. I love, um, yeah, yeah, the YouTube channel. And it's a YouTube channel I've had for a while. It's just, it's been, it's been a lot of different things, you know, like it's been more hypnosis based and now it'll be more weight based, you know, but there's a lot of cool stuff on there. There's like, you know, there, there's hour long hypnosis sessions, four hour ones, there's nighttime hypnosis sessions. There's a ton of stuff on there. So again, I think it'd, it'd behoove you <laughs> to go check that out and go subscribe to it. Um, Julia says, how do I stop binge eating? That's a good question. Um, my first suggestion is don't stop binge eating. Uh, what you want to do is you, yeah, Nahid, I got a podcast too. And that's on all, all the podcast channels, by the way. Okay. So you can watch that. So this is also, what do you say when you talk to yourself? Hel Shad Helmsetter? Oh, oh, oh. Also, what to say when you talk to yourself? That's, that's another book recommendation, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, what to say to yourself? Shad Helmsetter. I'll check that out too. I'll just search Shad Helmsetter. That's a very unique name. Um, how to stop binge eating. I wouldn't suggest stopping binge eating right away. I would seek to understand it and notice what the what are the cues that drive you to binge eat. Usually it's one of two things. Um, one, you're over-restricting and then you're binging because you can't control yourself. Well, another one is that you got big emotions you don't want to deal with or don't know how to deal with, and so you're using the food to, to you know, numb yourself from those things. There can be other things as well, but those are the two big. So don't stop binge eating. Seek to understand why you're doing it. What five minutes before you binge eat, where are you at hunger-wise? Where are you at emotionally? And then pay attention to that and, and seek to avoid those states. Um, yeah, Lorena says, yeah, I lost weight tons of times and gained it all back. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Right, I want to skip that. Um, thank you for the free resources. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, that's why I do it. This is a mission for me. You know, for you that don't know, it's uh, my father died when he was 54. I was nine years old. Um, died of a heart attack. And uh, so for me, this is a mission. Weight, weight is life and death. You know, it's not just looking better in a bathing suit. It's um, it's real serious for me. So again, my my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And and again, the reason why is it's that's code for I want you know, as many parents and 
kids and I want everyone to be alive for their family members and people that they love. I want you to live as long as you can and have the best quality of life while you're here. You know, so my goal is bigger than you, you know, rocking that bathing suit. I want you to do that too, right? But rocking the, the bathing suit this year at the beach is it's probably not going to get it done motivation-wise. All right, so I got bigger bigger reasons for doing this. Yeah, Mars is exhausting. It is, right? Um, is your YouTube videos the same like Spotify? Um, I'm listening to you on TikTok and Spotify usually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because YouTube will be unique and that's gonna that's a big focus of my moving forward is is those are longer videos so I, I love the tiktok stuff those are fun to make but you know they're just short little bite-sized ideas you know and uh the youtube videos are usually you know five to ten minutes somewhere in that ballpark but they're, they're a lot meatier and so th that's really I, I like doing those better and i think they're more helpful ultimately so yeah they're different and then spotify those are the podcasts so those are the you know every day the the hour hour and a half podcast which again right like who's doing that uh I drive from Sharon, Maine to Bangor, Maine every other week and listen to you for the entire journey. I love it. It keeps me focused. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. The podcast is a lot of fun. People are loving it. Um, and it, it's fun to do it. And it's it just, the, the impact it's having is really, it, it's humbling and it's exciting. It's fun to do. Uh, my age, I am 49, 49 years old. Um, my goal is to listen to all your Spotify stuff. I feel it's so good brainwashing. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, Lorena. It is. It, it's literally, and I always say that, that I'm not, um, I'm not just talking to you guys you know what i mean like like my skill set i'm a trained hypnotist neurolinguistic programmer and coach and so when i'm speaking to you I, I am giving you information but i'm also speaking to you in a way my goal is to influence your subconscious mind so that you naturally and automatically start to make healthier choices and and that's that's my goal for you i obviously want you to learn things but i also more importantly i want you to change how you're behaving you know that that's the goal um, yeah, listen, almost 10 already. Wow. Yeah, usually listen while cooking and driving. That's great. That's great. Again, I suggest anyone to do that. Just put in the background, you know? Um, what's your opinion on BMI scale? Do you think reliable way to measure ideal weight? What if underweight? Um, I, I do think the BMI chart is a good reference point. You know, um, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff to it. But at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's a good rule of thumb. And then you got to drill into it to figure out really where you want to be. And um, what I always say about goal weight is that I think you should choose your goal weight based on which weight gives you the best quality of life. And so we can't just choose a weight based on a number or even a BMI chart um, because we, uh, we, we, we can't just choose a, a number, a weight, because we have to live and eat a certain way to achieve that. So we got to take that into account and we got to find the sweet spot where do we get the best quality of life? You know, this is why I say I, I could be healthier but I don't want to live never eating bread or never eating dessert. I don't want to live that way. Um, so again, I, I kind of pick this sweet spot, you know, where I want to be. And I think that kind of gets you to a better place. It's a better way to approach it. You know, it's kind of a short, shortcut. And so underweight, you know, again, I, I don't like to get an underweight. I don't get in trouble. You can get in trouble with that stuff these days. But um, I think, you know, your weight is your decision. You get to decide what you're going to weigh. And, um, you know, Again, I think the BMI, I think for me anyways, the BMI is right right in the money. I, for me, right, my normal weight range is right, I'm smack dab right where I want to be. For me to be underweight, I don't think I would be at my best. That's me saying that, you know? So I'm a big, I kind of believe in the BMI. I don't, I don't believe in BMI like completely because there's different categories of people. And you'll hear people say that, like if someone's a weightlifter, <clears throat> the, the BMI chart's not for them. But, but we're talking about like the average person I think it's a pretty decent 
start to things? Are there more effective ways to measure, you know, metabolic disorders and metabolic risks and all the rest of it? Yeah, there are, you know, but I think as a general starting point, I think the BMI is not a bad place to start and then refine where is the sweet spot for you, you know? Um, Hey, Lena, how's it going? I started the program and it's great. Went on vacation, got sick. Can I reset my app to day one? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Can Lena, can you please, because I'm almost, I got to step out of here, but can you shoot me an email and I will reset you. And I can't wait to see, hear how your, um, <clears throat> here your vacation was. But yes, the sick after vacation, that's that's the killer sometimes. But yeah, shoot me an email at jim at programyourselfthin.com because um, I know I'm going to forget that. So so please shoot me an email and I'll reset you today and you'll start it tomorrow. That's cool unless you start asking us to wear our tinfoil hats and drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that. Maybe I would. I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. Um, my, 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 my intentions are pure. <laughs> And says, I hit my first plateau and losing weight. Very frustrating. Um, well, you know, again, the frustration is relative to how we think about it, you know? So I would suggest you reframe plateaus as an opportunity to practice your maintenance. Okay. Because the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to live at the ultimate plateau, which is your goal weight. Okay. So again, you got to be careful. The trap of what a lot of dieters do is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And so as soon as you hit a plateau and the scale's not moving, you just start freaking out. You know, so what you do when you hit a plateau is you keep doing what you're doing, but you optimize it. That does not mean cut more calories. What optimize what you're doing means is you make what you've been doing to lose the weight easier and more enjoyable. Okay, so you optimize. Maybe you you start batch processing things. Maybe that'd make it easier. Maybe you refine a recipe so it's easier and more enjoyable for you. Okay, and you maintain the calorie intake and what you've been doing for a month. And then notice, does your body kind of kickstart again and start losing weight? Or now you may say, okay, no, this is my body's kind of set. I need to cut more calories out. But now you have a much clearer idea of what your, stru- what your eating structure is. So now you can be strategic. And you say, well, the easiest place for me to cut some calories here is this, you know? And so you're more strategic. And because you've been following a plan and kind of like optimizing and, and make it enjoyable, you've freed up mental energy. And so now you're in a better mental space to make that, that cut if that's what you need to do, okay? Um, Chronicles should do a segment on you. Yeah, lots of people should do a segment on me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I always wonder that. We'll see how things play out in life, um, <clears throat> how mainstream I will go because my 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 message is, at the end of the day, a very anti-mainstream <laughs> message. So I don't think you'll see me on like Good Morning America and talking about how all the big diets run by food companies and then we flash to a commercial for Weight Watchers followed by you know, commercial for cupcakes. So I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it is a little bit um, subversive. I don't know where we'll go with that, but I don't give a shit either. <laughs> I'm very fortunate. I've got the, I always joke, I got the, the Robin Hood model of business that I have some people that pay me a, a, a very lot of money to work with me privately. Um, I have a lot of people that pay me a, a very good amount of money to work with me in my group. And then I'm able to, you know, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I give stuff away for free. And uh, again, I've got a lot of lower price programs coming down the pike if you do want to invest in something. And if you don't want to invest any money, I got lots of free stuff coming as well. So, um, you know, again, the investment's there. So why don't you give everything away for free? <clears throat> because people don't value it. I have done that. I have literally given my program away for free and I've tracked to see how people are using it and they don't use it. So listen, we, we live in a society, money talks, bullshit walks. And if you don't invest some money in it, you just don't take it seriously. You, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know why it's that way. Um, so yeah, when people have an opportunity to invest in themselves, they tend to, you know, show up more. So, but anyways, yeah, I wish they would do a segment on me. Um, <clears throat> 
Can you send Jim an email and he can start it over? Yeah. Yeah, send me the email though, because I will forget. Um, yeah. Uh, oops, wait, what did someone say? Oops, dog came in and I couldn't finish my sentence. <laughs> Stay focused, Dan. Usually when I become discouraged, it's okay. Yeah, discouragement's just part of it. Like I said, it's it's your weight loss success is not a, it, I'm doing a down thing. It's not a, this is gonna be confusing, but your weight loss success doesn't start at point A and just go down to point B. Okay, it, it's, it's got ups and downs the whole time. And so even while you're successfully losing weight, sometimes it's enjoyable and, and easy and sometimes it's frustrating and annoying. It's always going to feel that way, even at your goal weight. <clears throat> oh, okay, smoking meat. There's always a stall smoking meat. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely impatient. Yeah, of course you're impatient. You know, dieters are always impatient because... Um, that's what you're trained, you know? You're trained to think of the weight loss as the final goal, you know? I say to you, Anne, who gives a shit how long it takes for you to lose weight, you know? Like, who gives a shit? Because the goal is to get to your goal weight and stay there for the rest of your life. So if it takes you three months, six months, a year, two years to get to your goal weight and then live there the rest of your life, who gives a shit? Because the difference between losing half the weight and losing all the weight is not that much. I hate to tell you this, because the diet industry makes you think is, oh my God, everything's gonna be amazing, you know? But, but it, it's not. It's better for a lot of reasons, but anyways. Um, Oprah will definitely give you a show, right? I don't think so. <laughs> Oprah, I don't know. I think, uh, I love Oprah too, but I think that um, sometimes me thinks she must get stock in like Weight Watchers and Ozempic. She'll probably start a keto diet next. I don't know. I saw her, she looked great, you know, but um, I always wonder how she, I, I would love to work with Oprah. That, that would be, she would be one of my dream clients. Um, I would love that because she's, she's the ideal. Like she's a super ideal because she's obviously super smart, motivated, ambitious, but she doesn't know how to use that to master the weight piece, you know? And I would suppose she's stuck in a dieter mindset is my guess. Time for work. Great day. Yep. I gotta get out of here too. Um, it's the sugar for me. I'm like an alcoholic. Yeah, the sugar can be pretty addictive. Past two years, I wanted to lose weight, but my birthday, but it never happened this year is my year. Nice job. Good job, Kelly. Um, I feel like I'm in a rush with fat weight loss because I have so much to lose. That's why I feel like need fast. Um, yeah, I get that, Lorena, but... Well, I don't have time to go into this. I'll talk about this next time, but you got to focus on the process more than the outcome um, is how you deal with that. Um, yeah, she's the spokeswoman for Weight Watchers. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's like, and now she's on Ozempic, so I, she must have stopped be the spokeswoman, right? I don't know, unless she's, I, I, I would love that. I guarantee you, because Weight Watchers is a marketing organization, folks, okay? It started off very um, altruistically. Uh, I forget the name of her, I forget the woman's name, but she was a woman from New Jersey and she was struggling with her weight. She ended up creating groups. They would talk about it and it was successfully helping her lose weight. So I love the Weight Watchers model of, of group support. I think that part's great, but they're moving away from that. It's just a marketing company. And so I find it interesting. Maybe Weight Watchers will, I, I would not be surprised if within the year they kickstart programs that coincide with Ozempic. I, I would almost guarantee it because they're a marketing company. And so I would not be surprised if they have an Ozempic Weight Watch group, you know? Um, yeah, there we go. So yeah, now Weight Watch has a special class for people on the drug. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, again, I, I want everyone to succeed no matter what they do. So I'm always for anything that helps. Out of everything Weight Watchers is probably my favorite um, simply because it's really not even, a, it's just counting points. It's just counting calories. They just make it, they put a little spin on it. But um, 
the group support was great. And and so I know they cut back a lot of that. They go online and all the rest. It's not the same. But um, out of everything, you know, it's probably the closest to a comprehensive solution, you know, out there. Yeah. Oh, Noom has already too. Yeah. They push drugs. Yeah. Well, Noom's a clown show too. Noom's just a, it's just a calorie tracker. Um, they're, they're goofballs. You know, the Noom thing. You know, because they, 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 they've, oh, they've got coaches. You know, they had coaches and that was the big thing. And now they're just, they're just a tracker. And so, you know, they'll just push whatever is the, the thing of the day. That's what everyone with weight loss does. I watched, I would say he's, he's a friend of mine. I know him and he's, he does, he does like marketing, but now he's marketing some weight loss tea. And it's like, you know, you, you'll get that. You're going to get a lot of like products referencing, um, referencing ozempic like things someone did that the other day someone comes in and they go oh like this i forget some tea they said this tea it's like nature's ozempic and i, I quickly said no it's not it, it, it's bullshit there's no tea that's going to make you lose weight you know it, it's like the ozempic's not going to make you lose weight long term you know anyways um now he says what about hormones how does that affect weight yeah hormones affect weight for sure there are real physical challenges to deal with um but that is why yeah and age is another factor primarily because of um, hormones and <clears throat> self-functioning and shit like that. But, um, what I suggest is always the same. Th- yeah. <laughs> he says, Oh my God, I joined Noom for like two days and canceled the subscription. It was useless. Yeah. It's just, I mean, if you want to track calories, um, what is it? Chronometer is really good. Um, you know, there, there's better trackers, you know, I, I wouldn't pay Noom a penny. It, it's, it's a goofball show. They probably won't even be in business in a few years. Yeah. So many drugs against it. So many lawsuits against the drugs. Yeah, there's tea that'll make you stay in the bathroom all day so you don't have time to eat. Yeah, exactly, right? So, um, yeah. But that's what I mean. That's what I try to tell you. Like like the weight loss stuff, it's like you're always just, you're just being pitched stuff for people to sell you, you know? I don't think most people, their intentions are to make money, not to help you lose weight and live as a thin, healthy person, you know? Um, so anyways, but yeah, Nahid, I, I can't get into too much with the hormones, but this is why I say, what, what I always say for people with insulin resistance um, type two diabetes, full blown, uh, menopause, thyroid issues, Hashimoto's, PCOS, uh, whatever kind of physical challenge you're dealing with that may affect your hormones, your metabolic functioning. Those are real issues. Those are real challenges, but you can still lose weight. But I think it's extra important for people in those situations with a physical challenge that you need to have a lifestyle component. This is why the weight mastery pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, and then eating. And most people are just trying to change their eating. And so you absolutely need the lifestyle component because that starts to impact you physically in a positive way um, to, to kind of combat the negative reactions of all the things I mentioned, you know, physically. So um, you can absolutely still lose weight. My whole career has been made helping women in some phase of menopause lose weight. So regardless of what the physical issue is, um, you know, if you cut calories down over the long term, you're going to lose weight. But I think the lifestyle piece is very, very important when you do have a physical challenge that you're dealing with. So, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here again. Um, go to the bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, read the emails, listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube videos. I told you I got a lot of stuff for you. I got the spark program coming, which is cool. That's going to be free. So again, get on my email list. You'll, you'll find out about that. Um, if you're really serious, want to kick it, start, kickstart your, your whole weight loss for real and work with me, you can go to program yourself then and find out about that program. Um, and then you can listen to the podcast, which is Program Yourself. Then we do these every every weekday. All right. And those are on the platform. So, all right. We'll have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.